Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast. Bears mini camp. Day two recap show. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano. What's going on, boys? How we feeling? How we feeling? People already stirred up. Carm. Apparently you caused the whole stir up there, buddy. Apparently this is all on you. I don't know. I was driving home from Bears practice. I had a great day at minicamp, and then I'm listening to Hogue on the radio. Yeah. Park at the Spiegel. It's like, yeah, you know, the ball's got to come out quicker. This guy is just, uh, you know, it's not looking like it's supposed to look. And now, and now, now Twitter's coming after you. Yeah. So essentially, I had the same conversation I had with you before you got in your car on the radio. You weren't mad at me when we were having it in person, but listening to it on the radio, you're mad about it? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify I that. I, 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 well, just for the record, I, I, mad is is probably a touch strong, but you know, I'm I'm driving home, and 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 here's Hogue, and we got a show in 28 minutes, and he's just firing these hot takes at at these two about how the quarterback's not good enough, and I'm like, and Parkins is out there like, you know, it's the coolest visor I've ever seen. This guy's better than Dan Marino in his prime. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. So I was like, yeah, I don't know, seven on seven. It's kind of like throw the football, dude. These guys are open. What are you waiting for? And um. You know, I just thought that my my guy, the mansion. Normally, you 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 you're you're pretty. They're, they're, to build a mansion, you you, you got to go brick by brick. Shout out to Braggs, and and you got to maintain calm. And on June fourteenth, you know, we may be behind the scenes at the mansion. We might have a couple of comments that the QB's not looking great. But you just you know you 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 skipped you skipped some floors and just put it all out there. QB scuffles. That's what we're seeing. I don't know how you feel about this, Nick, but Nick, I, I, well, I didn't, I didn't hear the hit. I didn't hear the hit, but I mean, we did see another day where, you know, Justin Fields didn't look as accurate as, you know, OTAs where he was hitting uh, DJ Moore and, you know, so <laughs> everybody it, kill it Nick just, now. Nick said that, get him now, get on him. Get me. Get You're me. not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say what you saw. Get him. You know, you know what, guys? Actually, this is a, here. Here's I'm gonna I'm gonna settle the room a little bit because I got an awesome uh, direct message from someone who listens to the show, Tyler. He said, "Hey, Nick, big fan of what you guys do, and wish you guys didn't get smoked for just reporting what you see." I can't tell you how much I appreciate the information your team puts out there for his listening. Wish everyone appreciated more, but just wanted to pass that along. Bear down, Tyler. I appreciate that. That's what we're doing. You know, we're just kind of we're reporting what we're seeing out there. This is mini camp. There's going to be missed passes. There's going to be interceptions. There just happened to be more of those today than there had been maybe yesterday in an LTA. So um, I appreciate uh, Tyler for sending the message. And we're just relaying what's kind of happening out there at Hallis Hall. To quote Adam Hogue on Parkinson Spiegel, it's mini camp. I don't expect to see the ball hitting the ground this much. I mean, this is coming from a guy who's wearing a caramel. He's going, getting ready to coach right after this. I mean, this man knows football, and it was put out there. I and and Tyler, thank you. I I put. Listen, we're all in agreement here that Fields had an up and down day. It's had an up and down two days, and it's still a work in progress. When we're you know when you look at it, that's the only way to see it. And I put it out there that you know my top three takeaways. Number one was that DJ Moore is going to get the football a ton. He's getting the ball a lot. That's what it looks like. And people are like, well, is that because they don't have uh, Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney? Yeah. Yeah. It's partly because of that. But uh, once you fall behind in life, it's hard to catch up. And and maybe Mooney can, but in the case of Claypool, for him to sort of barge into the building chemistry between Justin Fields and DJ Moore. That's going to take something, man. There is a comfort factor going on here. That dude is going to see the football a ton period. End of story. He's going to see it in single coverage. He's going to see it in double coverage. He's already getting thrown to in double coverage in minicamp. So there is a real, there's a real chemistry that is happening between those two. And I don't think that train is stopping at all for whoever comes back to the team. That's how I see it. All right. I, I do have to ask the most important question here, though. Carm, did you finally get arrested and put in prison for breaking into people's houses? Why? 
Does, does <laughs> the orange shirt? I just, I, I didn't. I was just wanted to make sure you weren't doing this from a prison cell today. Do you not like today's location. I mean, it's a new one today. I thought you guys were fired up for this one. I am uh, fired to clarify that you're okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't need us to bail you out. No, and uh, you know this place has got some sweet chairs. I kind of like it. You know, um, old school feel for it, and um, we got a good candle over here. Uh, the willow candle I'm excited about. Um, I'm not sure about whose doll this is, but um, great doll. I, so <laughs> I I appreciate them letting me in today, and it was a quick commute, so I'm, I'm really happy about it. Why does every studio you work out of have some random stuffed animal? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's how people live their lives now. So. <laughs> All right. That's just, okay. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, hey, look. Before we get in the nitty gritty of this, and I realized that there, there was already a, a nice social media video cut from that hit from Parkinson Spiegel that, you know, essentially, uh, essentially cut out any of the excuses that I may have said on that show or being listed in our comments right here. I, I, I promise you that there is not a caveat or excuse, whatever you want to call it, put in the comments right now that I did not say in that hit. There are plenty of reasons why things might not be smooth i did say that if you listen to the entire thing i will say that on this show but the reality is when we addressed this a few weeks ago when everything was great when things were great it was pretty impressive and we said it at that time and i think our commenter your boy boogie said this at the time he's like they're just telling you what they're seeing at practice last year there was a practice maybe two where it was kind of like today not great we came here on the show we told you about it everybody hated it Show got fewer views, less likes. You know, I, we get it. We're in this thing. We understand it. You, Everybody wants to hear that everything's great, and we're going to tell you when it is. We're going to tell you when it's not. Today was not a great day for QB1. Um, if you want to throw it out as a bad day, I'm all for it, man. It happens. It's going to happen in training camp. It's going to happen a bunch of times in training camp, probably. Uh, you're playing your own team. The Bears are going to win either the either way. It's going to be either the offense or defense. But the other the other side is going to lose on those reps. Um, today there was a lot of losing, I think, for the offense. And I, just the thing that I got into on that radio hit that I do find concerning: two specific things, neither of which should really be that arguable. But one is when you're in seven on seven, we should not see the ball hit the ground that much. <laughs> The head coach of the Chicago Bears said that a few weeks ago. He said that. That was a quote he said. That's an expectation. It's seven on seven. You know what the plays are. You know what the reads are. And it, it really it – it, are you allowed one in completion? Are you allowed two? Are you allowed three? Sure, but it was not great today. And then the other thing that I think is more of a big-picture concern, and I didn't really think it showed up that much in the past practices as much as it did today – but I found myself on the sideline. Maybe you guys were standing me, standing with me at times where I literally said out loud, get rid of the ball, throw the ball, mm -hmm. throw it, throw it. And I just don't think that that should still be happening in seven on seven. That's my only point. Like team drills, even, even though pads aren't on, you're going to get a pass rush. We've seen some legitimate sacks, even without pads on. That's, that's going to happen. That's, that's okay. That's not all on the quarterback, but I don't know. You guys responded to all that. It's just one day. I get it. But um, there, there's some things I just didn't like today. It's okay. Go ahead, Nick, Mark. go ahead. Take no, it. me? Okay. Well, here. Uh, I, I'm not quibbling with anything you're saying, for the record. Uh, what, what was concerning to me almost more than putting the ball on the ground, and I do want to emphasize that this it is June 14th, it is minicamp. There are new players out there. I'm not having any meltdown. But if I was going to grade what happened today, I wouldn't even say it was a bad day. I would just say it was an average day. There was some. There were some very fine moments out there uh, for the offense and uh, just the overall energy around the Bears right now is excellent. And just hearing from guys today, we'll get into that a little bit. I, I the everything that's coming out of Hallis Hall right now, I'm impressed by. Demarcus Walker was an impressive dude today. So was so was Robert Tunyon. So was Tevin Jenkins. But there are guys running free down the field. Nick and I were standing together at one point, and Fields is not throwing to them. 
there this dude is wide open down the middle and and for which would be 30 yards and he's doing he's he's doing a check down to someone who's covered um you know for five and that's just like that's the biggest concern how does he process what is he seeing how how quickly is that advancing and it did make me kind of take a deep breath and just think to myself, the bears are going to run the ball a lot this year. And when they throw it, it's going to go to DJ Moore, And that's what it looks like right now. So there, there are guys open, which is a good thing. And, and he's hitting him at times, but there's other times like, dude, that guy's wide open middle of the field. Um, and, and there was one throw today to Robert Tunyon when somebody else was over uh, was was open that was and and Tanya by the way had a drop today but I that's that's my biggest takeaway guys are open he ain't seen them yeah you guys I think for me um I think this is a nuanced like conversation we're having because and someone put in the chat here Fields is missing his number two and number three guy and once the defense recognizes DJ Moore like which I saw the score by the way yes and that's a big thing like, they can take away – that's what good defenses do. They take away your best weapon, right? So now you have to go to other guys that are still trying to prove themselves, like Avalis Jones Jr. Like, I remember at one point, Mark, we're like – you're like, oh, Valus is out there. I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot Valus was out there. He should be showing up when there's no Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool. He Right after we talked, he had two back-to-back catches, so good for Valus Jones Jr. So he is missing that. But, like, I think a perfect way of, like, looking at this practice, one play – just feels try to fire the ball to DJ Moore over the middle of the field. It's nearly tipped by Jalen Johnson, but ends up getting intercepted by Jaquan Brisker later on in that period. The play that you were talking about, I think Karn, where he throws into double cover to DJ Moore. It's Jalen Johnson, Elijah Hicks, DJ Moore comes down to the football. So it's Justin Fields trying to see these windows in this setting to see what can work. What might not work. Maybe, but it just kind of shows a variation. One was an interception. One was a explosive play down the field. And I think we're at in these min, in these this mini camp, we're seeing a little bit more inconsistencies, the turnovers, the wins going to the defense, as opposed to what we kind of saw in OTAs, where it was heavy focus on the offense, winning a more majority of those matchups. Yeah, and and, and I think there's a lot of different things going on. I mean. I cannot wait to see Darnell Mooney on the field because that's – I think it's all this stuff with DJ Moore, which has been great, by the way, um, and I've said this many times even on this show, like when he throws to DJ Moore, I see a faster process. I see the ball getting out quicker. I see better conviction, and so I, I do think it's in there when that trust is there, and I think that that trust probably exists with Darnell Mooney too. I think we've seen it with mm-hmm. Cole Komet here and there. Um so it is not a complete picture right now. I also think a real thing is is the the fact that now they've been on the field for four full weeks, plenty of practices, and the defense is probably seeing almost everything they're doing. We heard yesterday on that one play I asked Cole Komet about that they put in a new wrinkle in there basically to allow the play to happen because the, the offense is picking up on the fact that the defense – sees everything that's, you know, they've seen all these plays. Uh, we're already getting to that sort of monotonous part of the off season where you're practicing against your, your, your team so much. You sort of have seen everything. These are all real excuses um, or reasons for struggles from, from time to time that are going to keep coming up during training camp too. And, and, it, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm willing to throw all that out there. I'm I think overall in the five practices that we were able to to watch over the last few weeks, I think three and a half of them were pretty good. I I, I maybe three three to three and a half. I think I I think it was more good than bad over the big picture. Um, it's just I, I I don't like that the last two days have not been great. Yeah, and listen, I'm seeing a, a lot of some panic in the chat and some non-panic in the chat. There's no reason to have any panic. However, uh, look, he got sacked yesterday by the third-string defense when there's no rush. What do you, what do you make of that? That ain't great. Um, and he's also he's run the ball a bunch. 
and not a bunch, but he's run the ball a couple of times when he hasn't found anyone. And to me, that's kind of just bizarre. We're playing seven on seven. There's no real rush. Ball's got to come out. You shouldn't. I mean, he, uh, he doesn't need to work on his run game. Yeah. There's also being said, it's sweet to watch him run. The dude remain just is, is i mean justin is just a physical specimen and i i still haven't gotten over just looking at him standing out there compared to everybody else and realize like he's big he's fast he's motivated there's more talent out there like i expect good things 100 percent. i just don't i just want to know how high is up like where can they get to and they are definitely not there yet. And they don't need to be. It's June 14th. And you know what, you guys? We, the, yesterday's practice, we saw a two-minute drill for the offense that looked abysmal, right? It just did yeah. not work. But in this two-minute drill, I think that it was more successful. Um, it was a minute 40 on the clock. Justin Fields hit Treston Abner over the middle of the field, then hits Cole Komet downfield. He did miss him on the next play. That could have been a big play. But he gets a pass interference call against Kendall Vildor trying to target DJ Moore in the end zone. And then they end up kicking the, the game winning field goal. That was not even close to happening in Tuesday's under two minute drill. So there were aspects even in this day where we would say the defense probably won it again, where the offense actually made some improvements. So yes, there was bad. There was good, but there are certain situations that we, we did see a little bit of progress there. Let's underline that there were certain situations where we saw a little bit of progress. I would like to bring up what I thought was the play of the day. Let's hear it. Which was an, a, an amazing throw downfield with perfect touch to DJ Moore, basically in double coverage, but not in the way where it was a bad decision. He, he There was a safety coming over the top. Moore had both of them beat. Great ball. Uh, there was a little bit of traffic there at the end, and Moore, I think, sort of double caught it because it wasn't an easy catch. But it was a great throw, great catch, great play. In a game setting, it, w- it would have been one of you know one of the better plays you see in the league on any given weekend. So yeah, no one's sitting here and saying it was all bad. Um, that was and that was a good one. I just I have too many plays in my notebook that I was hoping for. Two days after I said this guy could be a Pro Bowler, by the way. That happened Monday, right? Remember that? You That's guys right. were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we were there. So, yeah. Again, just telling you what we saw today. Uh, and even on a play that, that he completed to Robert Tunyon over Tremaine uh, Edmonds yes. again. Yep. I still have in parentheses, though, still holding it too long. Well, that was the play where Cole Komet is streaking down the middle of the field, Carm. Like we said, oh, wait, why aren't you throwing it to Komet? And we don't know the progression. We don't know what it's supposed to look right. like. But, yes, he did complete the pass to Tanyan. But, hey, you like Cole Komet. We've seen that connection. I don't know why the throw wasn't made. But, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one, Adam. Let's go old school for just one second to good old Carm era when uh, Mike Ditka was screaming at Jim McMahon, why the hell did you throw the ball to whoever the hell it was? And he's like, because he was wide open. He was going to run into the end zone and get a touchdown where the play didn't call for that. Great quarterbacks, man. They see the field, period, end of story. And that's where we're hoping the fields can get to. I just, it is obvi- obvious, obvious that he is not quite there yet second year of the offense that's that, that should be obviously in his favor but you still have a lot of new parts and you have some missing parts all of that's going on um but you know when you see that the 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 guy running down the middle of the field he's wide open he's the deepest dude out there and that's the biggest home run hit and it would not be you know it's a it's a throw that he absolutely can make in his sleep you want to you you know it'd be fun to see him hit it and i'm sure he will sometime this year Sooner than later, please. Let's go, Justin. I <laughs> I know what's going to happen, guys. What's, what's going to happen is tomorrow when I'm not here, he's going to have the best practice of his life. And you guys are going to be here telling everybody, and everyone's going to be like, oh, negative Hogue's not here. That's, that's what it's going to be. Hogue. And by the way, I hope that happens. I hope yes. that happens because I would love to be here every single day telling you about how great he is. He, he, you know, 
you got He's you doing. got you got sucked in by Parkins. The guy's a straight veteran. He he, he, he lulled you to sleep, <laughs> and uh, you know he brought it out of you. He had he went there with all his ridiculous. Oh, he looks so cool in the shield, and you had to you had to you had to you had to bring in some reality. It's a good strategy by Danny. Uh, you know, Danny's a bad guy. That's what I he does. No, <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> I had to bring in the reality that I you saw. You did. You did. And, and just talked to you about. You, you, yeah. you, you, and, and then you had to go to, I mean, look at the mansion today. Just, just sitting on the porch. He's so relaxed. What a, what a beautiful backdrop. <sighs> I'm not that relaxed right now. I'm not. I didn't, I didn't, we I didn't tell. enjoy that. I didn't enjoy that practice. I want to, I want to see oh. a better practice. I, uh, you know, I got a bunch of positive stuff from the practice today. You know we what I need to, though? Yeah, I what, know. But for okay. what I really need right now is a goose Island. Cause we are supported by goose Island beer company, Chicago's beer since 1988. We got the goose Island IPA. Wow. Extra honks today. Yeah. That's it. We're, we're going full full honkage on the uh the goose island read a uh, six-time medal winner at the great american beer fest always in style citrus aroma bold hop finish got the tropical beer hug might have to go to tropical beer hug today honestly uh 9.9 percent alcohol that's dangerously mm. easy to drink <laughs> 312 uh wheat ale the long time 312 you can never lose with 312 full pocket pills that's the one i love right now uh everyday beer what the brewers at Goose Island are drinking. Grab ultra fresh brewer exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and individuals and businesses like Adam Hogue in the communities they serve, helping manage energy issues and lower energy bills now and into the future, Nick. That's right. Mark and Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes there, Mark. Comet doing great work, Nick. Tell me how they do it. Yeah, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comet.com slash powering biz. Did you say comet.com slash powering biz? I sure did, Mark. Go schedule it today. Yeah, baby. Thank you. All right, we got a lot of super chats. Let's go. To get to. Um, excited for these. Uh, Lawrence is. Our guy today, as always, uh, drop it in the super chat chats, nine ninety nine from Tyler. Uh, he said, Adam, believe you had a podcast that reviewed Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, their media outlets in those markets said not everyone was fully developed in June in their third year, which you have been saying. Uh, yeah. So this is in reference to an episode we did on Hogan Johns last year, where we uh, talked to the athletics reporters in Buffalo and Cincinnati and in LA um, cover of the chargers and, and just try to understand like where, where those quarterbacks were at when they were entering, you know, th- these crucial times in their um, what's deemed successful quarterback developments. Right. Um, just to see what we can learn from it. What, what, how it could apply to Justin Fields. And I, and I think that like, you know, there's definitely some differences between them seems like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they arrived, the, you know, more in year two. Uh, Josh Allen was definitely more of the exception, not really taking off until year three, more on the Jalen Hurts uh, trajectory, which is another quarterback uh, that I think this offseason you would probably look at very closely if we were to do that same exact exercise. And then, of course, Justin Fields' development is very complicated because his rookie year was a waste of time. 
for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, even sometimes I notice in, in our questions or in answers from the, from coaches or players, like they refer to this as year two for Justin, when it's really actually year three. Um, so we gotta, we gotta keep that. We gotta keep that in mind that, uh, 2021 did exist. That was a year that happened. Um, even though this is year two in this offense, um, I do think it's totally fair to say that, uh, Justin Fields should not be fully developed in June of year three. Um, it is okay to have days that are up days that are tapped down. Um, and you know, I can't wait to get to training camp to see how he's developing even more. And, and really to be fair, where we can build on days. And this is the first time, by the way, we've had back-to-back days where we can watch practice every other week. It's been one day and then we don't get to see the other practices. So this is the first week. I think I said this on yesterday's show. We get back-to-back days to kind of stack, see how they compare. And once we get to training camp, you get that every day. And that's, it's much more helpful and gives you a much more realistic uh, look at what's going on with QB1. It's hard. And Tyler, we appreciate the super chat. It It's hard to compare fields for all the reasons that Hogue laid out as far as first year of Nagy. And then you also like, let's not forget what's going on here. First year head coach last year, first year offensive coordinator, marginal talent. And at best, right. Um, and he had an historic year running the football that I, they unlocked to their credit uh, mid year. So can they unlock the passing game by bringing in DJ by adding Robert Tunyon, um, by Claypool getting comfortable, all that. It's it's, and well, then we will see the year three out of fields that the Bears are hoping to see. Entirely possible, but I also like it. It's clearly not. I don't think we're going to see Justin just get to a, a point where he's just got it, and it just you know then he and, and basically it's cruise control from there or just linear growth. I, I do think this is going to be at least through this year. I think it's still going to be a somewhat rocky ride, but they'll, I think they'll lean on the ground game and they're going to lean on DJ more to get through the days when it doesn't look that great. And they'll try to win football games. I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a huge likelihood. They might, this still could be a year where the bears win ugly and we'll have to be sitting there after games, just trying to figure out like, yeah, it's great. They won, but um, here's the here's the good and here's the not so good. That I think that's definitely on the table. Well, I think it's impossible too for in field situation right now for it to be fully developed in June, uh, going into his third year. Because again, going back to what we've already said, he doesn't have his two other top targets right now. Like yeah. it, it can't be done. It literally can't. We, it, you know, we need to see it on the field first, and just not happening at this point. And he's not going up against a you know a rusher. He's actually going to get a hit. So. It's a lot of things that in June, probably for Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, like no way. And you have to see it actually come in the season. So um, I'm not going to say at this point, again, June 14th, that Fields is not on track because Adam, you asked, you asked Iberflus today about um, him and getting the ball out quick, quicker. Like how is he at this process? Iberflus, of course, was going to say that he is on track with doing some of those things. So I'm, I'm going to take the wait and see approach for now to see how fields can, you know, bounce back after having kind of two bad days. And we've always talked about this Adam. like, he usually doesn't do that. He usually yeah. doesn't have back to back bad days. So let's you, see what happens when he's uh, on Thursday. I don't know if I'd call it a bad day, but okay. Do you want to hear yeah. you want, you want to hear your question? Should we play your question to Flus about the ball going d- down the field? Do we have it? We do. We do. Okay. This, all right, this is the hoag to the flus about deep shots coming out of the quarterback's arm. Matt, in practice today, we saw a, a number of deep shots. Um, I don't know if that was an emphasis today or not, but I was just curious, you're staying right behind the offense uh, as you usually do. Just what was your evaluation of all those? Yeah, it's great. You know, you got to back them off you. You know, when you when teams line up in single high or they line up in, in certain coverages, we're going to take our shots. And uh, I think our guys are doing a really good job with that. And that's really been the theme all, all offseason. And uh, certainly take what they give you, but we certainly are going to take our shots with the matchups we like. And uh, it's, it's fun to see the quarterbacks do that. 
So do you think this so that was up, actually for yesterday? For, yeah, for yeah. I, 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 I was just typing that in there. I, this, that was actually a question from yesterday, but still, yeah. Uh, we we didn't play it, and I. Um, uh, regardless, my point is this: Do you or my question is this? Asking you guys, and I was going to ask the the flus, but I didn't get it out today. Do you think that right now, if we had the flu sitting here and Luke Getzey sitting here, and we asked him? is this team going to win football games predominantly running the football and with a, with a controlled passing game, or do you think it'll be more so throwing it close to 30 times a game? What do you think they would say? It's not the latter. Yeah. I I still think they're a a run first team. Yeah. They're, they're a run first team. Yeah. I think it's like obvious, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that that point's fair that when you when you start to talk about how much emphasis they put on the passing game, the amount of reps that they've had, right? It's not really going seven on seven for like 10, 12 minutes or whatever it is, right, in a row. And the amount of reps you're getting in that time period is, is nowhere uh, in a stratosphere of what it's like in an actual football game when you're setting up plays on plays using the running game um, and trying to get the defense to trying to manipulate the defense, which goes back to the question, right? uh, uh, About the deep ball, which they were working on a ton yesterday with mixed results. We talked about in yesterday's show, some really good plays, um, some, some drops and some balls that just weren't there at all like the helicopter we saw nearly hit the ceiling that Justin threw at one point, um, which, which I think slipped out of his hand. Um, so, so I think that it's, it, 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 that's, those are all valid points and excuses, right? As we, as we break this thing down and, and talk about it and over and over and over again. So I do think that when you narrow it down to, Hey, what's the absolute concrete thing that we've seen that's really good. And that's him throwing the ball to DJ Moore, ding, right? Ding, so, ding. Right. And at times Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney's not out there when, when therefore we're just going to assume that they're running the ball as much as we think they are. And they're doing it successfully to set up those pass plays and those shots downfield, which we all know Justin Fields can throw. That's where the it's June it's practice argument is valid. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I am loving the chat today. Nathan Campbell, y'all are tripping. Uh, hey, Nathan, if you were in practice today, you I think you'd have the same reaction. I mean, I, I didn't see a whole lot of people who were watching practice today, you know, not have some level of look on their face. Like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you something. There Today was like kind of a cool barbecue that the Bears do for mm-hmm. their entire building. And it was kind of like family day out there for their employees. And so there was a bunch of Bears employees you know, from all different departments within the organization, uh, marketing, sales, like tickets, whatever, like just mingling around the practice field, wearing Bears polos. Plenty of them had some uh, side looks on their faces too as they were watching what we were watching, okay? So it it was – it wasn't – yeah, it wasn't just us. That part of today I wanted to go in that tent and act like I was, uh, you know – a fan slash VIP <laughs> and, and have some lunch. It looked delicious. The bears were doing a first class job with that. Oh, you could smell it when you pulled up, when you mm-hmm. parked and you were walking up, the grills were going. I was like, okay, we are going to eat today. No, we're not, yeah. not for us. Yeah. Uh, Gary Ross's buddy apparently was there at the barbecue with his family. We expect a full report back. Gary he also wants to know how the rookies are doing. Um, I don't want to get yelled at by Gary later on Twitter that we didn't address Gary today. Gary, I love you. <laughs> Well, what other super chats we got? Well, we can get to the rookies. Yeah, well, I, I think everybody wants to know about the rookies. Um, I don't know who stood out, though. I, 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 all I know is when I look out there, Jervon Dexter's huge. Dude's a big dude. Um, let's, play, let's play a quick game. Name a rookie, and I'll give you, like, a one-sentence response. Not Zach just for, to, not for today, but in general. Zach Pick. Roshan Johnson. Oh. Wow. Three Travis got thrown Bell. at me at the same time. Travis Bell wins because it's a super chat for, from Renetta. $2. Sure. Travis Bell, quieter than Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens. Yeah. Next, I, you, said, uh, you said Zach Pickens. Pickens, 
quieter than Jervon Dexter, but still like what I've seen to start. Roshan Johnson. Um, kind of where I thought he would be. Yeah, like he hasn't. He he's definitely at this point. I mean, training camp can change things maybe, but I would say he is definitely not in a position to challenge uh, Dante Foreman or Khalil Herbert for, you know, a major chunk of the carries by any means. But everything you hear off the field, you know, about his his leadership, and I think he's going to be a big part of special teams. So, and I think that that's a very fair position for him to be in at this point as a fourth-round pick. Question for both of you. What rookie have you noticed the most so far? What I think what we um, I would say in terms of plays that we've been able to see, my answer would be Tyler Scott mm-hmm. in terms of reps and how they're being used. And then we heard from your flus yesterday mentioned some of these plays that we apparently haven't seen that have, have happened on days that we haven't been there, but Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah. Ding to the ding Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, for those interested in the rookies, I think it's very clear that I don't want to say he's the head of this class, but no, nah, actually, I do want to say that. I think he, I think this is the, if you had to bet on what rookie will have a, the biggest impact on the 2023 bears, I think Tyreek Stevenson would be the, your safest play in Vegas right now. More than Darnell, right? That's a good point. That's a fair, that's a fair, I mean, I now I'm just getting lost in the non-sexiness of the offensive line, but, um, Man, what a, that's just what that's an been, insult to, to the line of scrimmage, the guys, the grinders inside. Yeah, no, no, you're the guys you're, that you're, do the dirty work. Okay. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And it would be moronic for me to 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 to, to uh, die on the Stevenson Hill overwrite, so I won't do that. But I, I, this. I I think I'd like. Not that Darnell Wright hasn't looked good, and it's definitely unfair to totally evaluate mm-hmm. line play uh, without pads on. I would, I would say that like if you were to make a list of which rookies are having the most impressive spring overall, I think you would rank Ty- Tyreek Stevenson over. Uh, Darnell, right? With the caveat that, like, yeah, it's a corner versus uh, a right tackle when there's no pads being worn. That's probably how, how it should be, but it's still it's still notable, I think. Right, Kitty Hawkins, ninety-four for two dollars. How's the O line looking? It's just very hard because they're it's a tell, Kitty, because they're not wearing pads and they're just kind of playing grabby grab, and it's just they're playing what. Grabby grab? I would call it. What, what would you call it? What do you? You got a better name for the, what they do out there right now with shorts and shirts? Ah. Grabby grab is shirts. Shorts brick and by shirts. brick. Grabby grab. Uh, <laughs> I, I they had one drill today that I was enjoying watching. The corner safeties are they're 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 backing up. They're backpedaling from the from the line of scrimmage. And they they get to and they're doing the width of the field. They turn around and there's two Bears coaches. Uh, you know, there's two going at a time, and and the football's coming at them. They make the catch. They run to the other end. Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson both impressed me significantly, not only with their backpedal and their catch, but afterwards giving the ball back to the coach. A lot of the Bears players just flip it back. They went with the jump shot football back to the coach. And that's what I'm looking for. Football players who appreciate hoops, Tyreek Stevenson, impact rookie, market down athlete. You know, uh, real quickly, guys, a thing that I appreciate, a little note that I had, it was in seven on seven, Justin Fields, he had one of those moments where he kind of just tucked and ran with the football. The one guy that was chasing him on the play arguably was like the biggest guy on the field. Actually, this would have been a team drill. Javon Dexter. You see number 98 being the one that's trying to actually chase him down. He's not close, but he's the one that's actually closest and showing that hustle, like on a play that's already, you know, everyone else kind of jogging the other direction. Javon Dexter hustling from his defensive line position to go and pursue fields. I'm like, that's that's exactly what this coaching staff wants to see right now. That buy-in, that hustle intensity, the hits. And you saw it from Javon Dexter on that play. I mean, you got to love it. Not the, the hustle from the rookie and the hoop talent. 
And a Brant Gosnell, dollar ninety nine. Hey Carm, how did Sewell look? I get where you're, how you're playing this game, Brant. And all I yeah, know we is need I a full him. breakdown. He's asking you, not us. I, I, to be honest, I, you know, I saw him bobble a ball yesterday. He was he he, he was around the field at some. I saw him a little bit today. But my focus was on 57. I thought I thought that uh, Jack Sanborn, even though he wasn't practicing today, I thought he had a great leg kick while he was watching practice. <laughs> I thought I thought he just looked big and strong and powerful. And even when the Sand God is not out there, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Sand God. So the Sewell thing is just uh, it's beneath you, Brent Gosnell. But we appreciate the super chat. Thank you very well, much. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. How do you look? Yeah, yeah well, I would just I, I didn't have anything specific today on Noah Sewell, yeah, but I will no. say overall, I do think it is a little notable that I think he's been pushing Dylan Cole for reps and yeah. uh maybe even overtaking him a little bit. And I think that's why a question got asked yesterday that Maddie Refluce addressed, like, is the Sand God's job uh in any doubt there if, if Sewell keeps keeps looking pretty good and i actually thought flus did a pretty good job of shooting that one down and saying that look shot he's that back shit when down he's, <laughs> yeah when he's back when, he, when he's healthy uh yeah. jack sanborn's the starter nah, he, he they know that they screwed over the sand god with what they did this offseason he knows that he should be that, that tj edwards and tremaine evans as 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 lovely as signings as they were the sand god earned his spot we're not taking away his starting spot for noah sewell settle down everyone uh nerd mafia 199 super chat how's the defense looking i'm actually kind of bullish on the defense i I think that they got some some uh some veterans mixed with with a young good secondary that i i really feel like if they can add one somewhat decent pass rusher that can at least give them like seven eight sacks something like that 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 would be a huge piece to make this defense. I'm not saying that they're going to be great, but we had this conversation a few weeks ago about them, um, you know, possibly getting top five in takeaways this season. I, I think that they can make a push. They don't think that they were really that far away, uh, despite how everything sort of fell apart late last year. Low key, Flus was asked today about adding a someone to rush the passer. And he kind of – did you guys not see a little twinkle in the flu's eye when that was – well, I don't know, but maybe, you know, maybe we absolutely will. That's what I saw. And then yesterday, Justin Jones was asked the same thing. Hey, what about another pass rush? He was like, well, I'm not I'm not the GM, but <laughs> – um, you know, so I, it just – it feels to me like Ryan Poles, who, by the way, throw a little more in there yesterday – I've been battling a little bit of a cold, so I walked out of the indoor practice, walked outside. I knew it. I thought Monday you were dealing with a cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it started last Friday, and, you know, unlike Scottie Pippen, I don't miss games uh, and and cost teams uh, championships. Stray shot at Scottie Pippen. I don't don't know where that came from. but Like Matt Eberflew's going at Brad Biggs yesterday. I don't know. That's right. Uh, That was was an interesting one. Why the hell did Biggs get called out for his lack of hoop talent? I wish he called me out. If he had called me out, I would actually fought back right away. Everybody likes basketball except for Biggs. Like what? I asked. (laughs) He basically said he basically said Brad can't shoot. So, and I asked Brad today for the record. (laughs) I'm like, why is Flus going after you for your hoop talent? And Biggs was like, I have no idea. So this is like, that was like unfiltered flutes, just judging the media on their athletic talent. I think she, he just threw bigs in the bad athlete corner for no reason. He doesn't know what bigs does. Bigs is a professional baseball coach leading teams to victory. Brent Gosnell, $1.99. You guys rock. LOL. Thank you so much, Brent. Appreciate we should you. Do, I mean, we could do a long uh, ranking of bears beat reporters as baseball coaches. Oh God. And Put me I the mean, bottom. You got Biggs right up there. You got Johns. I mean, Johns is so committed. He doesn't even show up to practices anymore. It's unbelievable. Me fired. I, had Bear, I had Bear Security ask me today, where's Johns? That's how much he hasn't been around. Security is noticing. Man. They're worried about his well-being. They're wondering if they got to go on a, like a search, throw out a search party to find him. 
I mean, Biggs might do a great job, and you might do a great job, too, and throw Johns in there also. But I don't know who inherited one of the worst softball teams I've ever seen and just took it to the absolute <laughs> Yo. instant prominence. We won a playoff game last year without you, Mark, against Chirp. We Uh-oh. did it. How many games did you win last year? It doesn't matter. How many it's times did you get smoked? That team stunk. I, everyone I, I talked to. I was always on base, though. Not now me. you're talking about yourself. How you, great would it be if a new NFL coach got a job and was like, yeah, that team last year was horrible. Wait till you see what <laughs> I do with them. I mean, I'm coach and GM, damn it. I'm putting people in the right spot. Thank you very much. But Okay, Belichick. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, that's right. That's right. You can call me Belichick. Hey, uh, we're missing some things here that I want to get in. Um. There was a lot of leadership talk, but you want to, 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 Nick, um, Nick, before I get there. Uh, there. There was leadership talk a lot from Demarcus Walker. There's Tevin Jenkins on his new position. I mean, we, we could take this in a bunch of different directions, you guys. Yeah, why don't well, we first, do that after, after yeah, Hope well, tells us about some shady sniffs, shady, yeah, shady. Could, <laughs> well, they're not shady. They're called shady rays, um, but they're not shady sunglasses. They're uh, excellent sunglasses uh, that are perfect on days like this when the sun's back out and it's not raining like nonsense like yesterday. You take on the sun with gear belt built to last. And our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn with durable durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Stop spending so much money on sunglasses because Shady Rays, not only do they have affordable sunglasses for you, they also offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them. You get hit by an errant pass at practice or something like that, and they break, which they probably won't because they're durable. But if they did, they'll just send you a new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. Exclusive for our listeners, right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Here's what you do. You go to ShadyRays.com. You use code CHGO, and you get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So we got a ton of super chats to get through, but I just want to pepper you guys real fast here on, on, on people today. Uh, number one, Marcus Walker, seven sacks last year, breakout year. Hoagie. Yeah. Well, you kind of broke up there, buddy. What was the question? Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I'm I, my bad. Um, number one, I just want to pepper you with some who's Demarcus Walker, the flus, yeah. Jenkins, Tanya, and I spoke today. What was your number one takeaway from Walker? Oh, number one takeaway from Walker was his quote on last year, which I will probably have to pull up here for a second to get it completely right because I think it's important to get completely right. Um, Let's see. No, I got it. I I think so. I can can just throw in there as Hoag's bringing it up. There was a lot of conversation about leadership today. And Walker yeah. mm-hmm. has been brought brought in here to get to the quarterback, but also to be a, a, a vet leader. Uh, here's the quote um, on the Bears' struggles on defense from last year. Honestly, fuck that shit. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> last year's done. <laughs> great quote. Great. For, we've had some good quotes these past two yeah. days from I, Justin Jones to Marcus Walker. <laughs> great. I, I love these guys. I have to say, you know what? This team, here's, here's a big conclusion at this point. This team, I guess you got to throw in the same caveat as when Justin Fields struggles on June 14th. It is June 14th. But right now, they are extremely likable, like motivational, just quotable, fun team. I, mean, I thought today's practice was fun other than some of the results, right? Like, it was kind of throwback music day. They had some 50 Cent playing. Um, the barbecue was going on. Like there was a good vibe. There's been a good vibe at most of these practices, quite frankly. So I like it. Keep it coming. And uh, and Demarcus Walker is on a list of a number of these new additions that I'm a big fan of, just from their personality and how much they care about football and sort of how demonstrative. Um, but to your point, Carm, also like there's they're not afraid to be leaders. Like there's no hesitation. These guys came in this year and 
I think they were encouraged by the front office and the coaching staff. No, jump in there, take charge of this locker room. And I think we're seeing that. First thing he said up there, like, hey, how's it going so far? I I, I love it here. I am mm-hmm. I am thrilled to be a Chicago Bear. And I get it, like there's some kissing the bear ring there going on. It's an easy thing to say, but you don't have to say I love it here like that. I think Demarcus Walker feels very appreciated for you know, his tenure in the league and the position the Bears are putting him in to be that leader that we're talking about here. I don't know if any if we're leaving anything out here, Nick, that you wanted to add on on the old Walker. Yeah, well, Adam, you asked him about playing inside outside. And again, what do you prefer? His answer, put me anywhere, put me anywhere. I just want to play. And again, that's just his mentality, man. Again, he's grateful to be here. He loves being a bear. He's already got this leadership um, quality to him. And he just seems like a guy that, honestly, wherever you put him, he's going to want to excel. He likes – obviously, he's connecting with his teammates, but he's not also afraid to, you know, call them out and be that that vocal leader that they, they need him to be at times. So, DeMarcus Walker brings the energy. Eberflus has recognized that when he sees him out in the practice field. So, I think it's a nice addition for the Bears locker room, even though it's only, again, June 14th. I, I like the the acquisition so far. All right, Carm, what else do you want to hit? Because we got a few more super chats, and I have uh, two nerdy football things at the end. Okay, we can go We can go to the super. Uh, and okay. we'll, I'll just say on tomorrow's show, we'll play a little bit more audio for you. Uh, there was some interesting stuff with Robert Tunyon building chemistry with fields. Um, and also, uh, well, here's one little note, and then we'll go. Tevin Jenkins talked today. Uh, I, I asked him about, you know, when they signed Nate Davis, how was that communicated to you that you were going over to left guard? And he said that Chris Morgan, the bears offensive line coach called him five minutes after they signed Nate Davis and said, you're going to left guard, which last year in training camp, when Tevin was wonky with the coaching staff, they called him up and told him, Hey man, you're moving from tackle to guard come ready. So this is the relationship that he's got with Morgan and they moved him again. And Morgan stepped up literally five minutes afterwards. Yeah. I like hearing that. So, yeah. So any, any, that was that's it. I, I assume everybody just enjoyed that the fact that um, the Bears handled it the way they handled it that way with Tevin. Yeah, because that's not always the case. And um, you know, last year was obviously a different situation in the middle of training camp, but he basically got one night's notice. Uh, <laughs> Yo, tomorrow show up ready to go at guard. Uh, this is a little different. He had three weeks then to get ready, both mindset, yep. footwork. He said he had to kind of reverse his brain uh, in terms of the playbook because you're doing an opposite thing. You know from play running to the right right guard is doing something different from the left you run it to the left okay now you're that guy so a little bit of a mind trick there that you have to play with yourself but i liked hearing that tevin tevin's just a enjoyable guy to listen to and uh he's if for people wondering about tevin's health sounds like it's in a pretty decent spot right now and he's doing a ton of pilates yeah emphasis or, on those small muscles in the back which right now i can relate to a little bit i'm at the bond with tevin jenkins over over our back Pilates. issues. Yeah, I might have to get I did Pilates a few years ago. First of all, it's expensive. It's hard. But yeah, you I might have, have a CHGO Bears Pilates class and Ooh. see how we do. We'd all benefit from it, but it'd be like you said, pain in the ass. Do Pilates, don't drink hot toddies. <laughs> and what? or cockies. You don't like it, Lawrence. You don't like it, please. You don't like a hot toddy. Hot toddy. Yeah, but you said don't drink a hot toddy. Well, it's right. That's right. Doing Pilates is better than drinking hot toddies for you. No, it might taste better than having a nice hot toddy. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, Daniel jumping in here, ten dollars. The defense was poor last year. They were disastrously bad. If they're playing better, that is good. The defense playing well is positive for this team. We know Justin can ball out. There you go. Okay. Uh, let, let's not go too crazy on the defense, but okay. What's up, Robbie? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Come on. We're not <laughs> toxic, there yet. Toxic King Christian, uh, 499. Is there a point where you will start to worry about the injury concerns between Chase and Mooney? Is there a point where maybe we should go after Nuke? Who's that? Uh, Nuke? I assume he's Nuke. talking about um, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, maybe. I don't know that. Okay. Maybe. Um, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, I just don't like the, I'm, I'm waiting for Chase Claypool to change the whole vibe around Chase Claypool. 
if you know, <laughs> really, really is the best way I could put that. Mooney, like that's a serious deal he dealt with. Um, I think right now, unfortunately, we're just gonna have to take the next 40, 41 days and trust Matt Eberflus that he's gonna be back come training camp. I hope that means he's back full go. My guess is they're gonna ease him back in there because that's typically how you handle those things. Um, I'm not worried. I don't like it. Does that make sense? Oh. <laughs> just, just do that in five seconds. Such a, such no, a that's, drop. I just internet Googled it. It's fine. Everything's good. It's yeah, I, that's that's DeAndre Hopkins. He's I did not know that. I didn't I did not hear that nickname before. Point Carm, let's just be honest. Just sure. sensed it. I felt the nuke in the Hopkins. He's gonna nuke you. All right. Let's go. Uh, they're not getting to answer that though. They're not. They ain't signing DeAndre Hopkins. And also, I'm personally worried about. There was a lo- another low key comment from from uh, from Flus today. I don't know what Hogue's laughing at, but there was a low key little Flusy moment. Just where, you in general. Uh, <laughs> Mark Grody, my guy, our guy, he pushed the Flus for the second straight day. Hey, for the seventeenth straight day. Seventeenth straight. Hey. Is Mooney going to be out there or is there anything different going on here, there, Floosie Floos? And he's like, well, there might be, you know, some setbacks. We're not sure, but, you know, everybody tells us that he's that he's going to be there. Why Why are you doing that? He, that's exactly what he said. Because that's what – of course there could be setbacks. Of course the coach is going to say that. That doesn't mean he's worried that there actually is going to be one. He didn't say anything about no setbacks yesterday. He said setbacks today. He, well, he's been he, asked the same question seven days in a row. Well, I asked him, him about it last week, and he said, yes, he'll be there. Well, Grody broke him down to the point that he got out of setbacks. We, we might have gotten okay. the real fluence on a setback. Point Grody. Give himself some leeway. He's like, I didn't officially say it, but, you know, okay, setbacks could happen. Fine, you know? there might be some setbacks with him. Which is listen until they listen until he's out there running free and looking like himself. I think it's fair to be at least slightly concerned that you're not going to have the same Darnell Mooney. The dude had a significant injury, and I don't know what the hell's going on with Trace Claypool. So that's concerning too. All right, Nerd Mafia four ninety nine. So Fields <laughs> up against the South linebackers core, very good secondary, no pads, fifty fifty success rate. I'll take it. It's one way of looking at. It. Depends. Defense has to make plays too. Shouldn't be 50 50 and seven on seven. That's all I'll say. But I also said earlier no, in the show that I thought he's had more good practices than bad practices so far from what no, we've been I, able to see. So that's actually is, more than 50%. Is that sarcasm? I'm not sure. Hey, Kurt, I see you in the chat yesterday and today. People love the arguable goat hat whenever I wear it. Thank you, buddy. All right. What else we got here? A few more. Okay. <laughs> Vibing with the dogs, 199. Y'all just can't help yourselves in June. Well, come on, vibing. What are we doing? We're not doing it. I mean, well, we're doing a show in June and we got to talk about what we see in June. And uh, we appreciate your support and dropping a super chat for us in June. Yes. Thank you. Hit that like button, everybody. Yeah. The only thing I regret saying is that I'm worried about Claypool's health for soft tissue, which I just said. That one I did that one didn't feel great coming out of the mouth. But <laughs> you know, I still want to see him healthy. Chase Claypool, until he's good, I'm gonna believe that he's not good. I I need to see good. Okay. That's a, that's okay. No uh, one uh one ninety nine, who should we draft? Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. You know <laughs> that's just way worse than anything else any of us have said today. And Lamshire, uh, don't do that. Don't don't you know, come on, Lamshire. You're better than that, way, I'm sure. <laughs> Isaiah closing it out, 199. Thoughts on Fields' mic'd up video today. Chemistry. I have not seen that yet. Have you guys seen it? Not I heard yet. It's, nope. Uh, I meant to watch it, and I didn't because I was doing other things, uh, like sneaking into this house. But <laughs> I, I look forward to it. Thank you for the hospitality. I'll, I'm, I leave, for the for the record, I leave a tip. Well, you know, I, I, okay. I, I you know, you could sneak well, into my house then, Mark. You live too far, Nick. Damn it. Come out down with Park. It's beautiful out here. I'm like Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting in the backyard. Come wow. join the party. Look, look I like at it. Lawrence. Yeah. It's that time of year, baby. Um, Wi Fi sucks in the office, so I had to come out here. Yeah. Better outside. That makes sense. That works. 
Uh, hey, before we go, um, I know that uh, Nick had a potential update to uh, the bird. Major oh, yeah. Guys. This is the best thing I saw at practice. The bird and its eggs are still there. They got one more day, you guys, to potentially still make it out alive and to have little birds. I'm sorry, wait. What they're, they're getting... What's happening? They're in oh, they're in jeopardy of dying every time Cairo Santos kicks a field goal because the field goal's in the net. Okay. Yeah, you see that there behind him? That's the yeah. field goal net. So anytime a field goal is made, he could potentially hit that net, fall right down on top of those eggs. Oh, but well, um, Nick was saying like they have one more day to become born and leave, otherwise they're gonna die. And I'm like, what are they gonna bulldoze this section? They're not, right? They're one, they, one they more tomorrow's last practice. practice. Yeah, they're they gonna survive to avoid tomorrow. Dying. Yeah, okay. Right. What this... what I'm I'm more shocked by than the odds of one of those footballs coming down and hitting the eggs, which actually seems relatively high when you're watching those field goals happen. I mean, how have those survived the coyotes that are around there? I I, I guess I don't necessarily know what coyotes eat, but they seem like they're always pretty hungry and hawks. Well, at least check something like that. I've seen hawks come down and go after eggs like that. I, I they're right out in the open, so um, I don't as, know as, as if that's some type of field goal. Though, is it underneath the uh, uprights or is it off wide left or right? Because that actually might affect their chances. No, it's just a little bit. If you picture a field goal being made, a made field goal slightly to the left. Okay, so that, Look, they're probably okay. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I have uh, insights. First of all, uncalled for. The field goal kickers have been great, both of them. <laughs> yeah. I have inside sources that have told me that the fluce does not go home and he has been protecting the bird <laughs> and the eggs. <laughs> Full service fluce. Dude's out there with a shotgun, ready for any anybody to even <laughs> think about going close to that net. And that's why we love you, fluce. My guy. He doesn't need a shotgun. We've all seen the picture of him. He's got freaking cannons for arms. So excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. You're right. He I've also know. seen yeah. that. I've also seen that bird spread its wings and make whatever weird noise it's making, and it's kind of freaky. And I think that thing's super bird that's fighting off coyotes every single night. That that's that bird true. that bird knows football. All right when they go to the <laughs> somehow it knows the field goal's coming. It starts freaking out. Lawrence, you would you would you would absolutely be entertained by it because the thing literally goes crazy. <laughs> And uh, and knows how to like wiggle through the net. Does a great job that bird. Yeah, that surprised me when I went through the net. I was like, "Whoa, you are yeah. a superhero bird." I didn't know it was possible. I thought I was gonna get stuck. Um, all right. Well, I had some nerdy football things. I think I'm gonna skip them. Um, but I did want to mention that uh, since I'm Mister Grass with the field. I thought it was interesting. They installed the, the oh. turf at Soldier Field, the, the home of 31. They put it on the new practice field. And Flues talked about it. He underlined it. Mm -hmm. that, that, now, that is a good organization. Same grass here, same grass over here. This is what we plan. We're used to it. That's a, that's feels like a Kevin Warren moment, which, by the way, Nick saw me. Warren was walking today. He gave me the we, – we, we waved. Carmen Warren waving today. So – the Bears Soldier Field is still on the board. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that that, exactly. And then yesterday I started to say this when I went out for the coffee, he gave me the wave. Don't tell me that doesn't mean that it's out of the table. I'm Kevin just picturing you and Kevin Warren having hand signals for updates on the stadium, I've, which I could actually somewhat believe that being a real thing. I mean, Cole Komet knew you were Mr. Stadium guy yesterday. So Kevin I, Warren must know. True. It was a great wave. Nick was pointing at me right after. And then yesterday when I had the coughing fit, I go outside, it's raining and I see poles is coming to the facility. So I could have gone back in, but I figured he wanted to talk to me. So I hung out and then he walked by me and he said, great weather. And he gave me the, and we gave, we, we had a little fist bump and we went on inside. So and what did that mean? It, it meant that he loves the show and he appreciated coming on and that we're doing a great job. And, and that's yeah. our guy. Yeah. I, I think it means it was raining, but <laughs> it, it, me, uh, it yeah. means I'm not stopping to talk to you. I'm going to be nice for a second and I'm going to keep on going. Cause I'm a good guy. That's what it meant, but it was still a nice moment. I enjoyed it. And Paul's is my guy. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great vibes here. 
gentlemen, I hope you enjoy the greatest practice of all time tomorrow. It is my 10th wedding anniversary. I will be elsewhere with my lovely wife. And uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss you guys. Though. I just want you to know that while I'm enjoying my 10th wedding anniversary, I'm going to miss you guys. And all, even more than you guys, the glorious, lovable, friendly listeners, commenters, super chats, likes, mm-hmm. all even the haters today, because they're, I'm a hater and they're hating me. You guys know I want. It, it just feels gonna be just fine, everybody. It's okay. We, let Let's sing the song on the way out. QB one, my QB one, hallelujah. And you know how? Stop, stop it. As much as I want Lawrence to cut you off and end the show, which would be another great ending, we do have to tell everybody that tomorrow's show will be at one o'clock. Um, one o'clock. Practices earlier. QB at one. QB one. Yes. <laughs> I defeated him. Yeah, we don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. That was, that was Continue awful. with what you're uh, saying. Yeah, please subscribe. Please hit the uh, like button. We thank every one of you. And uh, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a, a better day. And everything's going to be just fine. And then we're going to hit the real dog days of summer. Where Karma, I guess, can do all the singing he wants. But yeah. I'm out for the rest of the week. These guys will take you home. We're the they will be back though. Day three mini camp recap show tomorrow, one o'clock. They will talk to you then. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>